Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. Two episodes in a row. Let's go. In this episode, we're going to be talking about getting partnered with esports orgs. So, a lot of people don't know, but if you work with an esports organization that works closely with Twitch, you can actually get your channel partnered that way. Now, this isn't a strategy that I generally recommend because it does mean that you are strongly meshing your personal brand with an esports org and it can be hard to kind of differentiate yourself in that situation and the last thing that you want is to rely on an organization for your growth you're the captain of the ship you are in charge of the show okay but we're gonna kind of explore this side of the industry because this absolutely happens as well and we're gonna get the best streaming advice that Amphi has for us today. Enjoy. I'll see you after the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. With me today, I have Amphi. What's up, Amphi? How's it going? It's going great. You know, just day off from the stream doing this podcast. Never done one of them before, but, you know, yay! pretty excited. I'm so excited to have you on. So we're going to get into like health and streaming and your own partnership journey a little bit. But before we do that, my first question for you is how did you find Twitch? Um, So I found Twitch by kind of just browsing. I used to do a lot of like YouTube stuff. I used to make a lot of like Call of Duty videos, like montages and stuff. You would see like FaZe would do kind of to give some context. And my internet at the time was not good enough. I was uh, having a download of 10 megabits per second and an upload of 0.25, which does not allow for streaming at all. So, Um, but once I got my internet upgraded, it got upgraded to like a 30 down and like a four up, which was just enough to stream with good quality. So, that's when I kind of dove into it. Nice. I love that. So tell us about your actual channel. Um, so like I said, I started in 2014. Um, I kind of set out the reason like I started was I realized like there's a lot of people out there that, you know, don't have anybody to talk to. And I just like meeting new people and, you know, talking to them and giving them like a place, like a safe haven to like come and hang out when, you know, real world stuff is not as good as it should be. Um, I'm just a very interactive person. I'm always like looking at chat and wanting to meet new people, like I said. So that's awesome. So you just love like the people aspect of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's so cool that Twitch gives us this ability to reach out to so many people and to get to know people. Yeah, it's all across crazy the crazy how many people I've met in like different areas of like. Like one of my friends, she's a music producer and she's like just killing it now. And she used to, well, she still does stream on Twitch, not as much, but it's just crazy. Like the friendships you make and the networking and all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. When did you actually get started? Um, well, I want to say it was, it was literally like right after I um, got my internet upgraded. I started by doing call of duty ghost game battles with a friend of mine and he was streaming at the time too and we were just kind of like you know shouting each other out i guess yeah i started with call of duty and 
I don't really touch Call of Duty anymore. So. Yeah, that's a really difficult game to stream too. Like, that's really impressive that that is where you started. What was growth like whenever you were in such a saturated game? It was definitely slow. Like, it was kind of, you know, getting to know other people's communities, not necessarily like self-promoting, um, but just getting to know other people. And then soon enough, they'd be like, oh, you stream too. And then they'd come and check out the stream and kind of hang out like there was an affiliate program back then it was like it was like sub button and like getting partnered or nothing you know so it was a lot different back then for sure yeah it was so different so because it was so different back then and now it's mm -hmm. it's obviously changed the way that you see growth on the platform is different yeah. there's an actual affiliate program and affiliates are able to to get subs and and have sub badges and emotes and all yep. that fun stuff. Uh, what I really want to know, though, and what I'm super interested of with you mm -hmm. is were there any like major mindset shifts that you had to have in order to to see growth? Like, was there any any big lesson that you learned that you remember was was super interesting or, or hard for you? So the way I got partnership is a little different than how other people did. Like I was streaming three years. Um, it was right around the time that um, I was, you know, ready to stop working at my job. And I had gotten like an offer because I was playing like competitive H&Z one, if you can even call it competitive. But um, we had gotten signed to an org and they were partnered with Twitch and they were able to, you know, make it so you they could partner you if you wanted and you know like i had gotten the email and i was grinding 12 hours a day and everything and i was like do i do this like i really want to earn it like the right way with like viewership and everything and my community was just like you need to take this you know you're you're working so hard you're streaming 12 hours a day like i didn't always have the the quantity but i always had the quality like that's always been a main focus of mine is quality over quantity um, so yeah, yeah. Do you mean quality over quantity whenever it comes to viewership? Yeah, yep, exactly. Cool. So, what is it that you think makes a makes a viewer makes even a smaller community more more quality? I think like you know they're they're positive. They're not you know like I kind of have not guidelines, but you can tell when you come in my stream like how the community is. They're super friendly. They're you know there for you like i always try and keep up with people on twitter seeing what their you know day is going like and you know asking like if they're having a bad day like if it's gotten any better or if they have like something else happen you know kind of keeping up to date with that as well it's a very like tight-knit community but you know it grows little by little i guess mm -hmm. yeah i think a lot of people are experiencing that where the growth is taking like longer than they Definitely. would expect right like that's such a difficult place to be because you're you're putting so much time and energy and attention into um sorry we just had like a, a gift sub thank that's you. right thank you wow. Oslo. thank you for the 10 gift subs you're amazing thank you so much <laughs> that is awesome the gift subs has been like so amazing oh my gosh i feel like it's one of the best things twitch has ever done honestly yeah. 
the best. Like, so smart. I can't believe that they didn't jump on it sooner. Why would you not? I remember <laughs> back in the day, I used to, like, log into people's accounts and then put my PayPal info in so that I could, like, sub to them if they couldn't afford it or whatever. Um, and this just makes it so much easier now. So. Yeah, it's so much easier. Okay, so let's jump back into talking about um, kind of, like, your partnership journey so you hit hit partner in a way that's like pretty different from everyone else and the growth has been like relatively slow for you is there anything that that you or any like piece of advice that you would give to someone who's seeing slow growth um don't draw attention to numbers like hide your view count just you know doesn't matter if you're streaming to one person or a thousand people you know just kind of keep the same mindset and just realize that they're coming out to see you daily and it doesn't matter like like i said quality over quantity if it's one person coming out you know you're you're still making a difference yeah i love that that's so true i think like a lot of us feel even even sometimes people that hide their view count they still feel emotionally attached to the numbers side of it and they feel like the numbers is what gives them a sense of self-worth and that's where the value comes from of their stream and it's so much more than that like people are, are people there's so much more than the plus one that they give to your vanity yeah, metric exactly. like who, exactly. who cares the the follow numbers who cares who cares about the numbers you can buy literally <laughs> all of those numbers yeah so like let's let's just love people for for who they are and realize like the actual reason for streaming is just helping people love it okay exactly love it so like um when i did initially get partnered though like even though i had gotten it the way that you know is not necessarily frowned upon i mean there's a lot of people that are like pro players and they get it and they don't like take advantage of it but like my first month of partnership i had I maxed out at 360 subs. So it mm. it showed that it had the quality community to like the like the framework for it, I guess, to, you know, be a partner because, you know, 300 to 400 subs is what was average back then. That was January 24th of 2016. I'm coming up on two years of being partnered. So congrats. Are you going to do anything you. fun for your two year anniversary? Uh, like that's one thing that I would change is like planning more, I guess. Like I watched a lot of your videos, um, uh, whenever I was having like times where I was like doubting myself and everything and it definitely helped out a lot. So thank Aww. you for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's so awesome. I'm so glad the videos are helpful. Uh, yes, it makes helpful me, indeed. it makes me very happy. Um, are there any like common, so, okay. My, my question here is. You've been partnered. Yeah. You got partnered in a way that's different from everybody else. You've been partnered yep. for a while now and you've had this experience and there are a lot of people out there that like they want to reach partnership as well someday. What do you feel like are some common misconceptions about partnership? I feel like people think of partnership as like the end game when in reality it's just the start it opens up so many areas and so many like different paths for you and like connections be made and everything so i feel like that's people think it's like oh i get partnered and then it's done like no it's like just the beginning yeah but it should never be the end goal there are so many people that like they they hit partner and they have the numbers for it and then they 
go back down almost immediately after because they yep. didn't have planned for afterwards, which is terrible because yeah. when you hit partner, you get like you do get a level of attention and some momentum from that that Definitely. moment. So like, what do you do with that momentum, right? I think the people that have longevity uh, on this platform are the people that realize when they're gonna have momentum and they, they use it in a way that is going to propel them further. Yeah, definitely. Right? So, like I was able to, what was it? I think it was in February, I got front page promo, which helped a lot with my channel. Mm-hmm. Um, brought a lot of like regulars in and everything that are still here to this day. So that's always a good thing when you have that longevity of like people still coming in after months and months. Yeah, totally. And I think that's a big misinterpretation too, is that Twitch only puts partners on the front page. They yeah. don't. There are plenty of, of affiliates or like even new streams that get on the front page too. Yep. It's just the opportunities and stuff that you got to like look out for. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And there's a page. I don't, we'll link it like in the show notes, but there's a page where you can go to be featured on Twitch weekly. Um, you can also submit for like different contests and there's some stuff from like fresh stocks on there. I don't know. There's a lot of opportunities with Twitch and it's not just exclusive to partnership. Like Twitch, when yep. you get partnered, they don't hand you the keys to the, to the kingdom, right? <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely as, not. As much as we wish that existed, that would be amazing. Yep. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> not like that though. So you hit on this a little bit whenever you talked about your your journey to partnership mm-hmm. and with all the experience with that. But I would love to hear a little bit more about what you would do if you could go back and do it all over again. Like what would you what would you change if you had the opportunity to really go back and and have the entire Twitch experience for the first time again? So one thing you kind of talked about like that I remember about like um, that was kind of like hard for me at first is I remember I I had like a like a Twitter mod chat and they were like there's times where I get really into the game and sometimes become a little bit negative and one thing was like oh you're raging a lot on stream like it's making people leave and that was really hard for me to hear at first but like once I like realized it I was like okay you know this is something that I need to work on um and you know just kind of turned it around into just like a positive community like all the time like there's times I have my slip-ups and everything but most of the time I just focus on being positive always people don't want to come into a stream and you know just have somebody like whining or whatever that they're not having a ton of viewers and everything and it's just it's crazy what like positivity can do with your stream it's so true I think a lot of streaming is like it's seeped in mindset yeah definitely it's all 100% it's all about your perspective on it like if you're miserable and you're hating your life like people aren't they're not gonna want to watch that no like there's definitely something to be said for as much as I I dislike this type of stream there are absolutely like negative toxic streams that do incredibly oh. well but <laughs> it's because those people are like really passionate about being toxic and they have a lot of energy for it usually right and like, they bring a lot of toxic people out of those streams too which mm-hmm. uh yeah. Yeah, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll be drinking that tea you were talking about. That was too hot. Don't burn your tongue. Yes. Okay, let's uh, let's start talking about the health aspect of, yeah. of this. So this is something that you 
have had a lot of experience with because you received a, a diagnosis when you first started streaming. Can you like walk us through that situation and that experience? Um, well, like when I first got diagnosed, they did a lot of like the blood work and everything. And it came back that my A1C was, and this is like an A1C is how you diagnose, like how serious, um, in diabetes you are, I guess, mm-hmm. um, like, cause diabetes can lead to going blind, amputation, whole bunch of other roads that I didn't want to deal with. Um, so when I was first diagnosed, my A1C was at a 15.7. And if you like look it up, that's crazy, crazy high. Um, so I needed to do something about it. And my blood sugars were anywhere from like 300 to 350. And they want your blood sugars to be between like 120 to 150. So you can see that's really, really high and dangerous almost. Um, but like, my first couple of years dealing with it, I was also on an insulin pump and instead of like insulin pens that I'm on now. And it led to a lot of like, I would just eat like whatever I wanted, you know, just, oh, it's fine. I'll just give myself insulin for it and everything. And that's not how it works. Um, I also used to just eat whatever I wanted on stream too. And it would show because my eyes would be droopy. I'd be like, getting really tired the stream wouldn't be as entertaining in my opinion because i'd be like talking slower i become lethargic like there's so many symptoms of like high blood sugar that lead to you know like like now i don't i don't really i eat small snacks on stream and then like after i stream is when i have like my full meal like after i get done like scrimming and everything yeah when i have my full meal so yeah that's That's such a, a life change. We talked about oh, this a little yeah. bit before we started Definitely. before we started recording about how like you had just started streaming or you you started streaming right around the time that mm-hmm. you were diagnosed. Like that's yep. two massive life changes all at once. Was that a stressful period for you? Um well also balancing that with uh like work as well. Like I just wanted to stream. Like that was like my number one thing that I just loved. I just had a passion for it. Like it didn't matter how many people were in chat, like just being able to like play video games and like interact with people around the world. Like that just was something that I just loved. It was just a passion. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So balancing a full-time job plus a new a new diagnosis plus the new stream that you were super passionate about. That's yeah. like, that is a recipe for, for burnout almost. Yeah. Right? Have you ever dealt with burnout? Oh yeah. Um, like before I was even partnered, before I got that offer, I had, I've done now this isn't, I don't recommend this. Like I was drinking lots of water and walking around and everything. I've probably done between like, 20 to 25 24 hour streams just because like i i love the grind aspect of it but also that can be like you know sitting around in a chair like that's one thing i don't know if i would do is like i would focus more on like the quality over the quantity of hours you know like i'm preaching the whole quality over quantity thing um but when i was playing the game it was called h1z1 and it was obviously you probably know what it is Mm -hmm. Um, it's about, it was like the first battle Royale game 
and it was very hard to grow. It was very oversaturated and people only wanted to see like the best of the best. So I spent time grinding like it was called like kill leaderboards and they'd have like daily and like monthly and like all time and everything. And it was a way to grow because like you could put on your as your username like twitch.tv slash like whatever your name was. So I did many, many 24 hour streams and some even like in the same week, like I would, you know, sleep and then wake up and do another one. Like I don't recommend it, but yeah. you know, sometimes you got to grind, I guess. Yeah. That's, ex- the that's exhausting. Oh my gosh. Do you have, okay. Do you have any advice for people who are interested in doing 24 hour streams as much as I, I, don't personally advocate for them because I feel like it is a ton of time and energy. It takes a lot of yeah. stamina. Like you need to have built up to the point where you're able to to do 24 hour streams and do them well. But still, I know that there are some people who they have that amount of stamina or they just love doing 24 hour streams or they work really well for them. So what would you say to that kind of person? Uh, drink lots of water. Uh, make sure you're walking around a lot. Because there can be like, uh, like I want to say clots that can you know develop if you're sitting for an extended a period like extended period amount of time. What else? Small snacks like granola bars. For me, I have to eat like really low carb, but I don't want to get to the point where I don't eat anything at all. Because uh, if that happens, then my blood sugar goes low, and then I get really shaky. I start to zone out, you know, there it's like with diabetes, you have to be at that, that medium. You can't be too high and you can't be too low because mm-hmm. either of it leads to, um, diabetic coma or diabetic ketoacidosis as it's called. There's like ketones, um, that develop like in your, I want to say in your urine and it can lead to like the diabetic coma. So. Oof. Yeah, and that's yeah. the last thing that you want. So maintaining that blood sugar is super important. We can talk Definitely. about like we can talk about health too because that's such a big part of streaming. This is a really yeah. sedentary job or hobby or whatever this is, you know, for for those of you listening. It can be a lot of different things, but it is it is always pretty sedentary. So, yeah. uh how how should we or what's some advice that you can give us to manage our health while also maintaining a stream? Well, for the first couple of years like that I was um, like working and doing it full time, I was doing literally I would, you know, go get groceries or whatever I needed, go home, stream, sleep. I wasn't getting any exercise. Um, I, it was not a good way to live. And um, March, I got a gym membership again because I was also scared to work out because when you work out, your blood sugar also drops so you can go too low when you're working out and that can be a very scary experience as well um but i've gotten to the point where like i carry glucose tablets aka like sugar tablets in my pocket um when i'm working out and i'm just to the point where i'm working out monday through friday and you know it just like i said it takes the stress out of streaming and like you know, it gives you like a clear mind. You give you get a lot of like time to think too. I find myself tweeting a lot of like, I don't know if it's motivational stuff, but like that's the best time that I like think about that kind of stuff. I guess so. Yeah, working out is definitely huge. 
Yeah, it's so important. And it's, like I said, it's so sedentary. So it's really yeah. easy to fall into the habit. Oh my gosh. And there's a ton of behind the scenes work. So it's really easy to fall into the habit of just sitting down and working all the time. Because when you're yep. a streamer, you're your own boss and yeah. you're, you're able to control the pace of your work, how much work you do, like when and how you take breaks, how often you take breaks, how long they are. It's really easy to put yourself into this habit of sitting down at your computer 12 to 14 hours a day and just grinding out behind the scenes work, the on-camera work, like everything that goes with streaming. Yep. So standing it's a blessing up and like, occurs. yeah it's it's amazing <clears throat> you get to be your own boss but then at the same time you also have to manage like taking care of yourself you yeah. know and this is a, a i think naturally relatively unhealthy um i guess like an unhealthy environment is to just be sitting down playing video games all the time like not caring about what you eat not taking care of yourself it's really yeah. easy to to go into a, a downward spiral with this so maintaining your health is incredibly important. Uh, like I said, it also takes a ton of time. So mm -hmm. whenever you are balancing a a full-time job with lots yeah. of streaming, with this new diagnosis and, and trying to become more healthy, how were yeah. you able to manage all of, all of those things at once? Like there's so many people that listen to this show that are working full time yeah. or, um, you know, they have families like they're they're busy. There are so many busy hustling streamers that are out there and it can be exhausting sometimes because you feel like you have no time for yourself. So how do we how do we create a schedule that works for us? Well, one thing like when I had just started streaming full time, I neglected a lot of time like spending time with family and everything and that's one thing i regret you know like obviously if you're that busy you're gonna have something that's gonna be like pushed to the wayside um which sometimes isn't a good thing it's some it's something you just can't help like there's not enough hours in the day i mean it's just like you gotta make time for it um days off are huge i used to stream seven days a week uh any time i could and you know just started getting burnt out i was like okay i need to start taking days off so like wednesdays today um i've been going with my dad uh we play like it's called dj trivia and it's at a bar and they ask questions and i play with him in that um and like sometimes my mom goes as well and like the last two times they've had like a championship or whatever we've actually like won it for like the area and it was like the prize money was like 500 dollars. so not too bad to answer questions and win some money. Yeah. But just like those, those activities that you can do with your family is huge. Um, it definitely takes the stress out of streaming a lot too. Yeah. So. Spending time with family, friends, uh, mm -hmm. having your me time, even like time away yeah. from literally everybody and yep. just doing things that relax you. Um, it's, uh, I'm a big believer and tell me how you feel about this too. But I think that like, Streaming should be something that we view as part of our lives, but not necessarily our entire life. Like there's, there's so much, right? There's so much that goes into building a life that is fulfilling, that is that we feel good about, that we're happy about, that we are that excites us, and we wake up every day and we're like, yes, this is great. And you don't get 
all of those emotions that I think a human being needs to experience solely from the work that you do. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been streaming for a long time and I've made many mistakes, but like learning from those is huge. And I would say like stream was my life, I guess. And it kind of got to the point where it would just burn me out. And so I just needed a change to, you know, find the balance, go to the gym, spend time with family, um, be upstairs even if I'm not streaming, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And I think it's really easy whenever you first start in the beginning of your streaming career to see people that are streaming like six days a week and to think, yeah. oh, that must be what works. So I'm going to do that, too. And it's really easy to to just throw everything that you have at the platform whenever it's literally playing video games and then you have the potential to go full time and to create this job for yourself that's yeah. you playing games or, or creating other styles of content for people and having an amazing community of people around you. It's easy to want to throw everything that you have and everything that you are into it. Yeah. But ultimately, that's unsustainable. Yep, exactly. Right. So, okay, you've mentioned that you uh, your your partnership was different from everyone else's because mm -hmm. you were able to get it through working with an organization. Correct. Right. Yep. So, can you tell us about that? Because I feel like this is this is something that some people know about, but they haven't really heard enough about. Like, we know that this exists, but we don't know why this happens or how this happens. So, walk us through that process. So basically, um, there's a lot of organizations, like professional organizations that have like uh, esports pro teams uh, in many different games. And what happens is, you know, they get their sponsors and one of their sponsors could be Twitch. And if it's Twitch, then basically what Twitch does is gives them like a, I don't know if it's a partner contact. It's some contact at Twitch that they basically talk like okay this is these are the people on our team this is a coach these are the players this is a manager and then allows them to get partnered through that just by like you know if like you're a competitive person and you play games to like compete i guess like mine i compete at a pretty high level i would say but i also like helping people learn as well um but that's kind of like how organizations go. And then, you know, you sign a, like the same contract you would the regular Twitch agreement, partner agreement and everything. So it's basically the same avenue in a way, but different. You're not hitting those milestones and everything. Yeah, you don't necessarily need the 75 average viewers if you're working yeah. with a, an, an organization that is working with Twitch. Exactly. Which I don't I don't think very many people know that. That there are like esports teams or other orgs mm -hmm. that they they get partner for their their individuals, I guess, or for the people on their, their teams. So yes, that is a thing that exists. Um, there's and... people that get partnered with literally like fifty followers as well. <laughs> it's mind blowing. Yeah. Would you say that you think people put partnership on a pedestal? Um, I would say so. Like, the thing I get a lot is like, oh, you're partnered on Twitch. Like, you're such a, like, well-known person. And I'm just kind of thinking, like, I mean, it's not really, like, that special. Like, yeah, I have people that watch me and everything, but I still consider myself, like, the same person. Like, I, like no matter how much I grow, I still want to be the same person and have the same values as when I started. Yeah, absolutely. 
I think it's it's really easy to see like someone get a check mark and especially if you don't have one to see that person as all of a sudden either they've changed or, or something yeah. changed about the content or maybe it means that they've all of a sudden quote unquote made it yeah you know and that that doesn't that doesn't really exist like the the check mark doesn't change anything about who you no. are and about what you're you're really able to do like all of the same opportunities that I had before checkmark we've got after checkmark too yeah and the only thing that's changed is that I mean like we have more emotes and yeah. I don't know I expected to feel some kind of like validation once the the checkmark happened for us but it it wasn't even really that I think like more than anything else the the people spending time is is what brings me that sense of validation you know just like yeah. getting to know people and, and the, the people side of streaming is way more important than the check mark like there are plenty of yep. people with check marks that don't just like you said they've got they like, don't do like anything 50 with followers, it. or they don't do anything with it yeah they literally yep. never stream like DiGiorno mm-hmm. getting partnered and, and they haven't <laughs> even streamed although yeah, I mean it's crazy it's pizza so why not like why would we not want to partner every single pizza company that comes onto the platform <laughs> It's true. Do you like pineapple on your pizza? Oh no! Are we are we doing this? Are we doing this? I actually do. I mean, <laughs> I do too. I mean, Hawaiian style pizza with like Canadian bacon and pineapple oh, on it. God. I I like it. Okay, listen. I don't like Canadian bacon. But okay. Pineapple on pizza is dope, and I'll have it with like pepperoni or sausage or. I don't know. I, I just, oh my God. I'm I'm going to just think about pizza all the rest of the day now. Look what you've done to me. <laughs> I apologize. Sorry. <laughs> this is fine. This is fine. Okay. So we're going to jump Everything's into, okay. <laughs> right. We're going to jump into like a little bit of Q and a. So if you yeah. all in the chat have any questions, feel free to prep them now and put them in chat. Uh, I have one more question for you, Ampy. Yeah. And that question is, what is your number one streaming tip? All right. Well, I actually like made a thread on Twitter probably like a month ago. Mm. That's just like tips for streamers. So I guess I'll read those out. Yeah, let's go. Um, So like focus on the people in the chat, not the amount you wish you had in chat and appreciate what you have. If you have your first uh, few feel so wanted and part of something, more will come. Don't draw attention to view count. Instead, pop out chat and hide view count. Um, Have a schedule that's consistent and give updates if something comes up or you are going to be a little late. Treat your stream as if it were your favorite TV show. Have a start time that people know when they can catch your stream and plan around it to watch. Focus on quality over quantity. Most people nowadays only care about view count because that is how they view success. If you have a bunch of viewers, but the environment is a negative one, you will miss out on so many amazing people because the ones who want positivity will look elsewhere. Networking is huge. Get acquainted in others' chats and develop friendships with other streamers. I have the same outlook and goals you do. It doesn't mean go in there and self-promote either. Add them to auto-host lists. Hang out uh, when they aren't streaming and tell your community about them. And then choose wisely who you mod. The people who you mod, believe it or not, uh, are a viewer's representation of how the streamer is. And it could be the only thing that viewer experiences if the streamer is busy at the time. It could also decide if the viewer chooses to stay in stream or leave. Oh my gosh. That one about mods is so good and so true. Yeah. Oh. 
don't just mod your friends just yeah. because they're your friends. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. They're, I, I made that mistake whenever I first started streaming. It I was, think we all did. Yeah, right? Because it's so easy to just be like, oh, hey, take a sword. It turns into a little Everybody inside Everybody gets joke. a sword. Yeah. 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 yeah, those parties where you just mod everyone in chat and you're like, oh, this was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then you have to go through the process of like unmodding them and they're like, oh, you unmodded me? All right, see ya. Yeah. Like, some people get upset. I don't get it. I don't know. It doesn't like define who you are by having a sword kind of like it doesn't define who you are by having a check mark i don't know right uh it's so frustrating but i mean if you think about it from the the viewership side too this is kind of a, a different point but if a viewer comes into your channel and they literally see just a wall of mods then it's kind of overwhelming right yep, yeah yeah because they're like oh literally every single person is a mod here what do i what do i do what do I do like, now? Like, am I going to get banned? Are they going to be rogue mods? <laughs> yeah, you have no idea. Mm. Ugh. So, uh, T-Doc said, thankfully my chat is dead. Ain't got to worry about needing a moderator. <laughs> do you feel like... Do you feel like people should still have mods even if they don't have an active chat? I feel like the mods are what help make an active chat. Because... Like, if you're doing something, you're playing a game, and there's still, like, one thing I look for in mods is, like, saying hi to new people in chat. Like, even if it's just, you know, them talking to you, like, you and the moderator are just talking. At least it's somebody that's talking. So it, you know, gives somebody else, like, the opportunity to be like, oh, what's up, guys? And then how that moderator acts after that, you know, could develop, like, more and more regular viewers from, from there. Yeah, that's such a good call out. Like, your mods have, have so much power to be able to keep the conversation going whenever yep. you're not able to, right? Like, if you have to focus in on the game or whatever else it is that you're doing, or if you need to uh, run off and do something else, or if you miss a chat message, like, they're there yep. to kind of be able to make sure that people feel heard and accepted. And they're also, like... Oh, gosh, can we just say mods are are beautiful and amazing forever yeah, and ever? They are. <laughs> they are indeed. Uh, props to mods. Y'all y'all deserve way more love. recognition. Yeah, way more recognition, yeah. way more love. We'll always definitely. do that for you. Always. Definitely, definitely. Trina said I have one person who I am unmodded because they never come by. And the one time they did, they got mad and never came back. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, I've I've had that too. One thing I've done too is like they'll be super dedicated and everything and it'll get to the point where they like have hundreds of hundreds of hours of my stream and then I'll mod them and then they'll just leave and not come back and it's like so you were just in here to achieve mod and then just kind of leave so now i'm kind of like scared to mod really like regular viewers yeah I'm like, are they gonna are they gonna just dip set or what right so. i think some people they well they absolutely do get that ego boost from just having the the sword yeah. and it's that's kind of like selfish in a way because if that's the reason that you want to be modded it's not because of the reason that moderation was actually created, right? It's yeah. not because you have a passion for making the community that you love safe or more uh, more interesting or more active for people. It's just because you want to like boost your own ego, which is kind of like, what's the 
point of that? Yeah, exactly. There's, you know, like it it hurts it hurts my heart to think that there are people that just go around like collecting swords but don't actually care about anything. Like they yeah. want to get to the point where oh, I'm important enough to be modded and then they just leave. Like, is that a thing? Like I got <laughs> I got modded in Shroud's chat. I'm not gonna do anything, but I'm gonna show <laughs> that I have a mod sword in Shroud's chat or something. I don't know. So interesting. Hmm. Zwangtube yeah. asked, how do you choose your mods? Do you just get people that are on your stream all the time? Um, one thing I do is, like, if they have, like, a lot of hours in chat, um, I see them talking. I see them, you know, there's a new person that comes into the chat. So even if it's something as little as, like, the Hey Guys emote and then like that person's name just to make them feel welcome like you just want to mod people that are going to make them feel as welcome as you want them to feel i guess yeah i think ultimately your mods are a reflection of you so they need to really identify with whatever your space is about and choosing a good mod is part like this is a person that shows up consistently and it's part um, making sure that they really identify with that idea because if they do then they're going to be more likely to to care and to say hi and to be active and to to do the things that maybe you even call out during the stream or and to to not feel like it's just a job or it's just work like you don't want people to get a sword and then feel like they're obligated to do something and, or spend time in a place where they don't actually in, enjoy their time. Like you want to make sure that yeah. it's something that's enjoyable for them because it's a space that they enjoy genuinely. Definitely. Oh, I love it. Uh, Tier asked, uh, one question I've got is how to help simulate chat. You definitely want to let lurkers lurk, but it's giving the option for chat there for those who don't want to lurk to join in the chat. So how do you, I guess, how do you make your chat more active? Um, this is something that I struggle with a lot because like when chat's talking, I'm very talkative, but I'm one of those people where like it's really hard to come up with stuff at the top of my head, which I've tried like, you know, brainstorming topics to talk about beforehand, but then it kind of seems scripted in a way too. Um, I don't know. It's yeah, I think like whatever you do to to generate chat, Engagement. You want to make sure that it's authentic and like it's real. Yeah. If you if you're doing it and you feel off about it, if it feels awkward to you, that's going to come across during the cast, and people are going to pick up on that, and they're going to be like, nah, something's going to off here. They'll get a sense from the way that you quote unquote sell the thing to them how yeah. much you actually believe in it and how like useful it will actually be. But there is a a strategy that a lot of people in the Yam Fam have been using that we used on on the channel for a while too which is having a a question of the day so with a question of the day what you do is is choose a question that um, is going to generate a lot of conversation so something deeper generally than than like does pineapple belong on pizza right you want to you want to go with somewhat something that is is a, a deeper conversation um for sure and also it's it's a reflection of you right so like if you're not comfortable talking about what's your biggest fear whenever it comes to twitch like then don't don't make that your question of the day because you're going to be having a conversation that's uncomfortable for you and you're not going to want to sell that question of the day um but you take a question you make it the title of your stream 
you're going to get people who come into the stream and they literally will just answer the question. They won't say hi. They won't do it. They'll just answer the question immediately. So you get to jump past all of the, the small talk that doesn't really add much value to someone's life. And, and then uh, you also ask that question of, of anyone that comes through. But you have to really believe in the question and the, believe in the strategy in order for this to work. Because if you don't believe in it, you won't really put that much effort into it. You won't, you'll feel weird asking it. It'll seem like it's inauthentic. And that's the last thing that you want is to promote inauthenticity, right? Uh, but the benefit to asking everyone who comes into your channel the same question is that everybody gets to see everyone else's answers, so they get a sense of who each other, who each other is, who each other are. And they are. have like the What's same the similar interests and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so they're able to judge who they would get along with, who they yep. wouldn't. They're able to kind of see like who they align with. Um, and that's the biggest thing is like not only getting people to talk to you as the streamer, but you making people talk to each other as well. Like that's definitely, that's incredibly important. Just like developing friendships and everything like inside the chat is mm -hmm. something that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll reach a point whenever you're streaming that chat just like moves too fast you can't keep up with it on your own and so making sure that um people are they feel comfortable enough to actually at each other and talk to each other and have those side conversations those are chat messages that you can just skip over and it's also uh it's also a good way for everyone to get to know each other because the more someone spends time in a space where they feel known and they feel heard and they feel like people understand them the more they're going to want to come back to that space Right? Yeah, because for sure. They just feel comfortable. An environment where they feel understood. Yeah. Yeah, is is huge for sure. Um, okay. What was that? Oh, Penny. I like this question too. So Penny said, I have 12 or so mods because I get a ton of trolls. Is that bad? Is it bad that I modded so many people? Granted, it's also people I trust a lot. It's so trolls is like trolls are an interesting topic for sure mm -hmm. um i like to refer to them as keyboard warriors but having 12 mods i feel like that's fine you know like if there are people you trust and they're people that are going to you know be welcoming to new people that come in chat you know i guess kind of the more the merrier but you don't like i said you don't want to have too many of them because then it's going to overwhelm new people that come in chat but if you got multiple people saying hi then I don't know. It's like a double-edged sword. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's funny because it's an actual sword when you get modded. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you uh, did there. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's fine. It all depends on the stream. Like, yep. The and this goes. This goes for literally every single Twitch rule. Is that not every rule is going to fit everyone's situation? We're all yeah. unique individuals with unique streams and unique content, and you have to to do what feels right to you. And especially in a stream where you're getting a ton of trolls, if you just want to want to get rid of those messages immediately and have your mods just go for it, and not even have that those words like grace your beautiful eyes, then that's awesome like you should do that but not every stream needs that and not every stream needs to only have like two mods right it yeah. all just it all just depends on the content and the person and, and the space but penny i think in your specific situation you're totally fine you're totally also, fine. with like auto mod too like that helps a lot if you don't want to have a ton of mods it depends on like what level you put it on or like 
depends on what the trolls are saying, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Automata has been pretty good in the past, and you can add like banned words and stuff, so it automatically like times them out and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Automata is really helpful. And you can like blacklist all of your personal information or specific yep. words. Like, yeah. Heck yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's something that you might do, Penny, if you haven't already, is doing that. Okay. So, where can everyone go to find you, Amphi? Um, well, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash Amphi. My Twitter is twitter.com slash Amphi underscore. My Instagram is instagram.com slash Amphi underscore. Um, my YouTube, which I don't really upload to a ton right now because it's kind of on the back burner, is youtube.com slash user slash YT. And am I forgetting any other ones? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I forget I mean, all of my the Discord server is just <laughs> discord.gg slash Amphi. Oh, nice. But I'm kind of like reworking that because I, I really want to make that like a space where people you know will talk like right now it's like I have the resources for it but it's just a matter of putting the time in I guess alright I hope you all enjoyed that episode you can reach Amphi at A-M-P-F-Y underscore on Twitter if you have any questions for him. Make sure that you subscribe and leave a comment for us if you can. It's actually one of the best ways to support a podcast that you enjoy and we would really, really appreciate it. Thank you all so much. I love you. You're amazing. And I'm so just ecstatic to help you every single week with the podcast and the YouTube channel and the live streams come through everywhere else if you haven't already and let me know you're from the podcast too okay I'll see you next time bye